What's up, nerds? I'm Pastor Coco, the host of LTN Radio's Zenio Block Party, where I bring you a two-hour playlist of the best Christian rock, rap, and pop from the 90s and 2000s. And in between all the audible awesomeness, I get to bring you some interesting food for thought. Here's what you missed from me this past Saturday. In the early years of the millennial generation, Nintendo released the NES, Nintendo Entertainment System, home console, introducing Nintendo to many for the very first time. But did you know that that year the company also celebrated its 96th birthday? That's right, the home of everyone's favorite Italian plumber was actually founded in 1889, and its very first product, no, it wasn't some ancient video game system, it was a deck of playing cards. In 1633, the entire country of Japan cut off relations with the Western world, and to stall the rise of illegal gambling, they banned all Western playing cards. Many homegrown card games came and went, but were all subsequently banned because of the gambling issue. 200 years later, a game called Hanafuda was created. These cards used pictures instead of numbers, so the threat of gambling was not as an issue, and so therefore the game was able to survive being banned. However, the constant ban of card games and the lack of gambling ensured that Hanafuda received a less than stellar reception from the community. However, 29-year-old Fusahara Yamachi founded Nintendo Kapai. His Hanafuda cards were hand-painted images on cards made from mulberry tree bark. The quality of the art quickly led to Nintendo becoming the top game company in Japan. This put them in a position that when the Japanese government relaxed its laws on banning certain types of playing cards, Nintendo was able to produce them faster than any other competitor. The company was also the first to reintroduce Western 52-card playing decks into Japan, and they were also the first to have a licensing deal in Japan, placing images of Disney characters on their playing cards. However, eventually new leadership would take all manner of failed directions as Nintendo taxis, hotels, and restaurants all threatened the company with bankruptcy. However, then-President Hiroshi Yamachi visited one of the dying card manufacturing plants and saw a maintenance engineer playing with an expandable reaching arm. Gunpei Yokoi, the engineer, had built it himself. Yamachi was enthralled and immediately ordered that they be mass-produced. Nintendo, overnight, became a toy company, and the maintenance engineer was promoted to the head of games and setup. But the real story was just beginning. I'll never forget ripping back the wrapping paper on my brand new Super Nintendo on my fifth birthday. From that point on, Nintendo consoles and handholds were more a part of my life than not. I was a regular Nintendo Power magazine reader, and that same Christmas I also got a Nintendo Entertainment System from a family friend. I was in love, and her name was Nintendo. Nintendo introduced us to magical realms and colorful characters. The NES provided us with the first adventures of our favorite plumber Mario and a sprightly little elf named Link. We were introduced to Hyrule and the Mushroom Kingdom. But things started to change in October of 1988 with the release of Super Mario Bros. 3. It became the greatest seller in the history of the NES, and it continued sales of the NES long after other companies began to introduce their 16-bit systems. But Nintendo's own 16-bit system would be a horse of a different color, with the Japanese version selling over 300,000 units within hours of its release. The power of the new system brought new life to our favorite characters. As Mario and Link received upgrades to their image, so did the worlds they inhabited. 
The Super Nintendo took gaming to new heights as the graphical upgrades were accompanied by surprisingly robust storytelling elements, especially in the RPG genre with games such as Final Fantasy III, which was actually the sixth installment of the series. While it was slipped from their pedestal in the mid-90s by sticking with cartridges over disc-based consoles, Nintendo's N64 provided another round of memorable installments of fan favorites, with Link and Mario adding new amazing adventures to their already formidable game lineup. In fact, some might argue that the N64 installments of Legend of Zelda and Mario are the best that have ever been made. Now if you don't mind, I need to go dig up my old copies of Nintendo Power and dream of days gone by. And Nintendo is still going strong, 37 years after releasing their first major home console. Much like our generation, Nintendo has marched to the beat of its own drum. And when people urge them to get out of the console market and just license their amazing properties to other consoles like competitor Sega had done, Nintendo held fast and continued to manufacture their own consoles and handhelds. Nintendo focused on gaming as they always had. They may not have had the best graphics or quickest machine, but Nintendo was committed to provide the best gaming experience. While they may not have been able to play the latest home movie format, Nintendo's consoles and handhelds provided new innovations in the way we play games. The DS gave us the first touch interactive screen, while the Wii gave us motion controls that were more than just a gimmick, but a core part of the gameplay for the new round of Nintendo games. These innovations allowed Nintendo to reinvent their successful characters all over again, allowing a whole new generation to experience the Mushroom Kingdom and Hyrule and all the other wonderful things Nintendo had to offer. In addition to these new innovations in how we played, Nintendo also introduced the Virtual Console, which allowed users to also enjoy games from their previous Nintendo systems. Nintendo had also expanded the footprint of its properties with games like Mario Party and Super Smash Bros., allowing them to include their most famous characters all in one place. Nintendo has continued to innovate, providing 3D gameplay without the use of glasses through the 3DS, and by combining its console and handheld innovations over the past two decades into one amazing package with the release of the Nintendo Switch, a handheld console which can be put on a special dock and turned into a home console. Users can seamlessly switch between the two modes using easily detachable controllers. Mario and Link are still around too. It sure seems like the modern age of Nintendo might be the best thing ever. But is it really? We hear it all the time from all manner of people. When I was a kid, things were better. When I was a kid, blah, blah, blah. So let's break it down. Was Nintendo better when we were kids? Well, let's give you a peek behind the curtain of how this became the topic of my first ever show for LTN Radio. I was sitting in my house discussing possible topics with Radio Matt for my debut episode. I really wanted to talk about the WWF versus modern day WWE, but Matt wisely suggested that for my first ever episode, my other possible topic of video game consoles might appeal to a wider audience. After agreeing with him, I looked up and I saw my Nintendo Switch sitting in its console docked on my TV center. Let me preface this by saying, I love my Nintendo Switch. Super Mario Odyssey is a glorious new entry in the long-standing franchise, once again implementing new mechanics to keep our favorite plumber intriguing and worth picking up the system for. Breath of the Wild looks absolutely gorgeous on the system, and Link has never had such vivid detail and is truly a sight to behold. But as I sat and I stared at my Switch, I was reminded that the thing that brings me to pick it up over and over again, besides playing Mario Kart with my family, who doesn't enjoy a good kart racer? 
is playing old NES and SNES games on the Virtual Console. As much as I love Nintendo's new adventures, it's the classic games I played in my childhood that drive me back to the console time and time again. And now that Super Metroid and Earthbound have both joined the Virtual Console, the two games I probably spent more time playing on the Super Nintendo than I did any other game, I don't see that changing. Plus, for an extra fee, now you get to play N64 classes on the Switch too, and that doesn't even begin to discuss that possibly. The greatest entries of these storied franchises all came out when we were kids. Super Mario World, A Link to the Past, Final Fantasy VI, Super Mario 64, Ocarina of Time. I love me some Nintendo Switch, ladies and gentlemen, but for me, this is a first round knockout. Nintendo games were totally better when we were kids. And with that, you are all caught up on what we talked about last Saturday on the Zenio Block Party. Make sure you catch the full show Saturdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, or if you can't catch that, there's an encore at 7 p.m. Eastern. It's the perfect show for the Gen Xers and Millennials, as well as anyone else who wants to just honor the past of awesome Christian music. Until then, I've been Pastor Coco on LTN Radio.